Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. If you were here last week, uh, I spoke about this is us and this is a theme we're in, uh, this is us, and uh, I I just thought I would do a series during the theme, this is us. And uh, during that theme, I, I thought we would, I would do strong in spirit. I, I believe that as Christians, we are called to be strong in spirit. I, I believe this is that you, as a believer, are called to be strong in spirit. And so last week, I, I spoke about a, a scripture that I wanted to anchor this off, and it's in Proverbs 18, verse 14. And it says, the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But the weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Who can raise up or bear? If you were with us last week, I spoke quickly about how we should protect our spirit, how we should feed our spirit, how we should uh, make it a priority, our spirit to nurture it, but also too, that we should be ready and match ready. We should be spiritually fit. As Christians, I believe that we are called to be spiritually fit. In other words, spiritually strong. Uh, It reminds me of uh, David and Goliath. And I shared this last week where, you know, David turned up onto the battlefield match ready. I pray as Christians right now is that you turn up to the battlefield match ready. You know, David, he turned up and he faced Goliath. He was match ready. How do you know he was match ready? Why? Because he'd killed a bear. He'd killed a lion. And now he was match ready to take down this uncircumcised Philistine that was defying his God. He was match ready. You know, I I pray that if we're going to be strong in spirit, you and I need to be match ready for what the enemy throws at us. We need to be match ready. We, We need to be prepared for those things that come against us in life. You know, David, he was spiritually fit and strong in spirit. You know, there is no limit to our capacity when we take the word of God and develop a strong spirit. There is no limit to what you can do when you develop yourself, when you take hold of the Word of God and you develop a strong spirit. Proverbs 20, 27, it says, The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inner being. In other words, here we are. It's the lamppost. It's the spirit is what lights us. It's what sets us alight. It's what makes us come alive as Christians. His Spirit, God breathes in us, and then our spirit comes alive. And last week, if you're here, I spoke about how our spirit comes alive, and then what happens is it nourishes our mind and it nourishes our physical being. You know, tonight, I want to go on a little bit further. You know, we need to make it a priority to develop, feed, protect, and keep our spirit spiritually fit for His purposes. The reason why we need to make sure our light never goes out is not for us, but for His purposes, for His cause, so that others will come to know Him. We do all these things, but we need to be aware that there is an enemy that is on assignment to 
deplete your spirit. In other words, to blow out your spirit. To kill your spirit so that you become ineffective for the things of God. So tonight I want to have a look at the enemies of a strong spirit and how we combat them. I want to look at the enemies of a strong spirit. I pray and I see that right now in this room there are many people here with strong spirits. You know, week in and week out you feed your soul, you feed your spirit, you spend time with God. But do you realize you can do that, but if you don't address the enemy, you will constantly feel worn out. You will constantly feel drained. Right now, there is an enemy that is trying to take out, is trying to take you out. You know, the first thing that this enemy is and will use is worry and anxiety. You know, the total cost of anxiety disorders has been estimated to be between $42.3 billion and $45 billion in today's society. Worry and anxiety are crippling a nation. Worry and anxiety are crippling a nation. Worry and anxiety can rob you, can rob us of God's best for our life. The enemy will use those things. He will use fear. He will use anxiety to come against us, to rob us of what God has breathed into us. He'll come and speak to us. You know, fear of the unknown can keep us bound and from stepping into what God has for us. He will use those things. He will use fear to stop us. He will use worry to stop us. He'll use anxiety to stop us. God has called you for greatness. God has called each and every one of us to fulfill an assignment. And every assignment that we have for each other is different. But the devil uses these things to come against us. Worry and anxiety can wear our spirit down. And if we let it have a loud enough voice, it will determine our future. It will determine our future. You know that report that you get from the doctor? That report that's been spoken maybe over you or a loved one? All of a sudden is a doorway for fear and anxiety to enter your spirit. Those bills that just keep coming. Those moments of trying to work out, God, you know what, I, I know what's coming and, and I know what's come in, but, but God going out, it, it just looks so much more. Fear and worry about what you have tomorrow can start to eat away at your spirit. It's relentless. You know, something's always knocking at your door. Always trying to wear you down. But if we understand it's a tactic of the enemy, we can stand strong in spirit and say, devil, you've had your day. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm shutting the door of fear. I'm shutting the door of anxiety. I'm shutting the door of worry right now. And I'm taking hold of the promises of God. I'm taking hold of what the word says. You know, my circumstance naturally looks impossible, but I know that all things, 
that in him all things are possible. All things are possible. First Peter 5 verse 7, it says, Hey, casting the whole of your cares, all your anxiety, all your worries, all your concerns, and once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares for you about you watchfully. In other words, he cares so much that sometimes we just need to release them to him. Human nature is this, is that we try to fix the problem ourselves. But sometimes, friends, we can't fix the problems. We need to rely on the supernatural. We need to rely on God. For some people here tonight, you're in a situation and, and it's like, you don't know, you, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's like I'm saying is that at one point in time you were strong in spirit, but, but all of a sudden you're depleted. You're worn out. And you don't know what to do. Friend, I want to say tonight, stop doing it in your own strength. Hand it over to Him. Hand it over to Him. He cares about it. He cares about it more than you. And what he's saying is saying, hey, will you just release it to me and let me be God? Let me be God. Let me breathe upon it. Let me bring life back. Let me take that worry. Let me take that anxiety. Let me breathe upon you afresh. You know, when we humble ourselves, when we humble ourselves, in other words, when we give God back his job, Humanly speaking, in Matthew 19, verse 26, humanly speaking, this is Jesus. Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Our job is to cast our worries and fears under Him. And then it becomes His problem. Friend, if God's given you a vision that is bigger than yourself, if He's given you a dream, that goes beyond what you could ever comprehend. That you can't do it alone. Let me tell you, friend, that's his problem. He's called you to this assignment and he will bring the resources to you. Today, friend, will you hand it back to him? I love what Smith Wigglesworth said. He says, fear looks, faith jumps. Sometimes when God speaks, when we're in that moment of God, this is impossible we just need to jump we need to jump and as we jump we put our trust in him and he brings it back worry and anxiety are the enemy of faith and possibility we combat it with faith and possibility today friend will you combat it with faith and possibility the second thing is this the enemy of a strong spirit is yielding to flesh is yielding to flesh. 1 Peter 2 verse 11. It says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which wage against the soul. Sustain. I know this. Friend, today, sin will take you further than you ever want to go. 
it'll keep you longer than you ever want to stay and make you pay a higher price than you ever want to pay. Than you ever want to pay. You know, tonight, how about you ask? How about you ask that married man or that person who couldn't control their desires for another person? Why don't you ask that, that married person that, that decided in this moment to ask them, sit with them. Time and time again, I have sitting with broken men. And as I've sat with them, they've poured out their heart. And they've come to this realization as they'd yielded themselves to flesh, if they yielded themselves to those things, the desires of their heart that were not of God, that they come to this realization that it took them further than they wanted to go. And it's taken them longer to get back to where God had had them and they'd never been restored totally. Is that as you talk with them, there is a great cost. There comes the emotional cost, the, the cost of shame. There comes in a relational cost, the broken trust in the marriage, but also too, as it breaks down the emotional trust with the siblings and the kids and those that are involved. Friend, today, this is the price. The physical, the spiritual, giving a part of yourself spiritually to someone else that you could never take back. That was meant just for that person. Special that God had set aside. But in turn, friend, today, Psalm 31 verse 10, it says, I am dying from grief. My years are shortened by sadness Sin has drained my strength. I am wasting away from within. I look at the life of Samson. A man who had it all. God would breathe upon him. He was a judge for the hour. He was called to lead a nation. But he yielded himself to the desires of his heart. He yielded himself to the desires of his heart. A man that when the Spirit came upon him, he could wipe out a total army. The army that defied the living God. The army that defied the people of God. But yet, there was something inside of him. There was something he yielded to. He yielded to the desire of his heart. And as he yielded to that, he found his head in the lap of Delilah. And he missed out. On all that God had called him for. Billy Graham says this. He says, when wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. When character is lost, everything is lost. Friend, sin is the enemy of a strong spirit. Never give in. The way you combat it is run. Samson laid his head in the lap of Delilah. But then you look at the story of Joseph. Joseph had a dream that one day all his family would bow down to him. They laughed. They threw him in a pit. He went from a pit to a palace. For some of us here that have been 
Sunday school or kids' church, we know the story. Joseph with his coat of many colors. But you find a time where he was serving a master. He was a slave in a house and he was elevated to running the whole house. And there was this time where his master, his wife, started to have eyes for him. She lured him to her bed. But what did he do? He ran. He fleed. He fleed. He was unfairly tried. He was accused of something he never did. But yet his story of a strong spirit, his story of fleeing, his story of right, his story of doing what was right no matter the cost, we find him in the palace saving a nation. Friend, today, don't yield to the desires of sin. Don't yield to those desires. Flee. Sin is the enemy of a strong spirit. Friend, never give up. Never give up. Run. Run. The third thing I find that is an enemy of a strong spirit is an overloaded life. Is an overloaded life. The story of Mary and Martha in Luke 10, verse 40. Mary's at the feet of Jesus, listening to his every word. Martha's running around, cleaning up, doing all the stuff. And we find here in Luke 10, verse 40, it said, Martha was distracted by, a, by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. You know, friend, sometimes we can be like that, overloaded. We can be so busy doing the works of God. We can be so busy just doing life, that we miss God himself, that we actually miss his presence. We miss just being there, hearing him. You know, never get caught up in just doing the things of God and forget being with God, friend. You know, this is a problem for so many people today. Why? Because there is so much fighting for our attention. I don't know about your life, but, but my life, I've got something every second. Every second I've got something shouting out to me. Most of the time it's four kids. But every moment I've got something. Friend, I don't know, but what's your life like? Is it overloaded that you can't hear the voice of God? How is work? Is work shouting at you? Are the deadlines shouting at you? Are the jobs, the tasks that are set before you, are they shouting? Is family, sports, in-laws, outlaws, are they all shouting, demanding of your time every moment? Or are you overcommitted? The diary's always full. And then it's full again. 
and then it's full again. And because of that, it's wearing you down. Phil Baker says this, when my external world drives me more than the dreams that are within, I cease to be in charge. I cease to be in charge. In a believer's life, the first priority is to spend time in his presence. Friend, if your diary is so overloaded that you're not spending time with God, it's time to change it. It's time to change it. Friend, if if you can say that you honestly don't know where your time goes, I would say get a diary and put God in there first. Make it a priority. Make Him a priority. Feed your soul. Feed your spirit. Let Him come and, and breathe upon you. Let Him light your spirit. Let Him start to wash over you. Distraction and overload is the enemies of intimacy. Distraction and overload is the enemy of intimacy. We combat it with intimacy with him. It's an enemy, friend, if you don't take control. And the last one is this, is that we need to watch out for spiritual leeches. For spiritual leeches, the things that drain our energy, the things that suck the life out of us. I don't know, as a kid, I grew up in the country. And back in the day when you didn't really wear shoes, you just walked through the paddocks, the dams, the marshes. But what I found is that you would always pick up, and I don't know why, a leech. Has anyone experienced a leech before? They're black. They're slimy. And who knows, you don't want to touch it. I remember my sister, she got two. And and they're just there, they they suck, they, they feed off you. You know, in life, we've got to be careful that spiritual leeches don't get a hold of us and start to suck the life out of us. You know, the things that drain our energy are things like jealousy can get hold of us. Offense, bitterness, strife, unforgiveness. They can start to get hold of us and and if we're not careful, they, they start to drain our spirit man. They start to drain the energy of life out of us. You know, I, I remember, and I, I remember this statement so clearly that someone said so many years ago. They said, forgiveness is like drinking poison. It's like drinking poison. And then waiting for the other person to die. That's what unforgiveness is. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to dry. 
It's a leech. It will kill. It will drain everything. It will take your focus off God. It will take your focus off the things of God, the purposes of God. And while it's eating you up, that person that you have offense towards, that person that you have unforgiveness towards, they don't even know and they're living a great life. And you're sucking lemons. You know how you get rid of leeches? You burn them off with pleasure. And I, I used to love it. You like you would get, you know, the match. Oh, one didn't work. And you go through a box of matches. If that didn't work, you'd get the lighter. hold it and hold it and you'd watch it shrivel and if that didn't work you get the blowtorch people that were once kind loving strong in spirit when unforgiveness latches on, jealousy, offense, and bitterness and strife follow. Friend, tonight I know that there are some people in this room. Maybe the other things don't count. Maybe you're not overloaded. Maybe you haven't yielded to sin. But you hold offense you hold unforgiveness is that maybe you've got a leech that's just hanging on friend tonight will you burn it off will you burn it off and be free from the very thing that is draining your strength Hebrews 12 verse 1 and 2 it says, let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back. And especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. And let us run with patience the particular race that God has set before us. That race that God has set before you. It is impossible to accomplish what God has for you if you don't find freedom. We don't need more power. We just need to get rid of hindrances, excuses that weigh us down and drain us. And step in to the life that He has for us. Tonight, what do you need to burn off in your life? Let's turn up the heat. Let's turn up the fire of God in our lives. And friend, tonight, watch it all burn away. Why? Because this is us, strong in spirit. 
we are to be strong in spirit, then we need to know what we're facing. Because we can go and become spiritually fit. We can go and feed our spirit. We can protect our spirit. We can do all those things, but we need to know the enemy that is coming. And so in the day when the enemy starts to attack and he starts to use those things to distract us from the things and purposes that God has for each and every one of us, is that we can stand and we can know. And as we know, we can say, today, devil, it's not your day. Today, devil, no, you can't. Bitterness, offense, unbelief. You have no place here. Sin, you have no place. Temptation, you're out. I'm gone. Busyness, those things that would start to demand our time and encroach on the time that we've set aside for God, we would say, not today. Because we're strong in spirit. Because God has a call for my life and the dream and the purpose that He has for each and every one of us is bigger than what we could ever imagine. And friend, tonight, you can't do it in your strength. You can only do it in His strength. tonight friend how is your spirit how is your spirit how is your spirit thank you for listening we pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God if you made a decision to follow Jesus congratulations This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.